You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. All right. Okay, I'm just going to start recording. I, I even got the music yeah. all queued up and everything. So there's this microphone that I want on Goodwill. Um, it's and and it's like a vintage microphone, but of course, like vintage in this case means early '90s. Uh, it's and and they don't make them like this anymore. And ah, like the bidding is up to two hundred dollars, which is a good price, but I want a great price. <laughs> now, okay, so are you? Have you have you leapt to collector at this point? Is I this might... actually functional? I mean, well, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I this, like this I, one I in particular, this one would be like, this is a style and sound of microphone that I do not have um, in my in my booth. It's a little old and beaten up for the where the bidding is right now. Because I, I could probably find a used one in good condition for like 300. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Those are more music mics, question mark. Off the top of my head, this or? one is super unique. It's so it's oh, this yeah. weird rectangular shape, and yeah. I mean, it literally is like this rectangular slab. It's super bizarre and unique, and there's really no one. It looks mic. like a phone on a stand. Yeah, it kind of looks like a mm-hmm. phone on a stand. Like it uses a a completely unique circuitry that literally no other microphone, no one else does it because it's it's not um, efficient in any way. Um, <laughs> uh, so they weren't uh, to do new, but used seems like a good idea. It's well, I mean, it's 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 like the kind of thing where like every every little bit is handmade. I mean, you can't get them new anymore. You know, these are they have not been made since the early '90s, and so so they've got this unique sound. They make new versions that are completely different on the inside. Yeah. I am recording all of us, right? Yeah, I'm recording. Someone yeah. talk. Talking. Uh, yeah, that glass oh, yeah. looks like oh, half full. Okay. Yeah, we're oh, good. Yeah, this is we're recording good. you guys too. I'm not worried. Did it? Nice. <laughs> You're not worried. Be fine. Hey, there's always the stream archive yeah. audio, if nothing else. But yeah, I guess. Hey, it's Triple Radio. It's 2023. Woo. We're back. 2023. Oh what a what a month it has been since wow. we last recorded. Oh, this is Tim Dave Weiss, by the way. I guess I have to say that. Oh, hey, buddy. Uh, I just, you know, set you up on the tee of tell me about the MAGFest. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. went to MAGFest. Um, yeah, well, it's like before we went to MAGFest, because you record, you'll recall while we were recording <laughs> uh, Blank of the Year, I was mm. in hell snow. Mm. Um, I, was, yeah. I was in the process yeah. of being snowed into my house for yeah. four days. Yeah. That was wild. So, yeah, the worst snow I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> and that's saying uh, something, yes. people. It is saying yeah. something. Yeah, never have I ever... It's just like, it started Friday morning. It didn't stop until Saturday evening. Like, just mm-hmm. nonstop wind blowing and snow for like 36 hours. And, and um, an hour and a half away got like nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, just like just outside of Buffalo, it was pretty much fine. Once we finally were able to leave on Wednesday, like we got on the thruway and it was like, oh, 
This is <laughs> yeah. Like once you get east of like what transit, everything was fine. Yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much because that's where we yeah. got on, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but like like northeast of transit, like it was still fucked up a little bit, just because it was like an uppercut coming out of Lake <sighs> Erie punching right. into Erie County. So messy. So, well, that was the thing, right? It was a Lake Erie storm, not a Lake yes. Ontario storm. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, because it's like too warm for the lake to freeze. So we've had two major lake effect snow events this year mm. so far. And I'm sure it hasn't frozen because it got very warm right after, like, got all this horrible snow. It was mostly gone by Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> The following Saturday. But yeah, I just like woke up Christmas morning. It wasn't snowing. There was just a straight plane of like three feet of snow across my street, which had not been plowed. I mean, it was <laughs> warm all. by Thursday, right? Like four days later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. uh, but there are still like the, the mountains of snow, you know, the giant piles and snow banks they had to make to clear snow. Like those are still present yeah. now. Yeah. Like they have mm. not completely melted. So like it'll be grass. Well, it snowed the past couple of days a little bit, but like for a while it was just like you'd get grass and then there'd be like a six foot pile of snow, frozen, icy snow that had been there for a month um, in the sidewalk because, yeah, it was yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and that happened Christmas weekend. And so then Christmas got all messed up. And yeah. yeah uh, and is there another big storm headed this weekend to Buffalo? Yeah, we'll get I'm getting, we're getting a few inches tomorrow. I don't think there's going to be a big storm, but okay. Okay. I think I'm I not going to enjoy driving home tomorrow, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was so messed up. It was, you know, watching this, watching all that happen from the hour and 20 minutes away <laughs> that I live yeah. from that epicenter and looking out at my lawn and being like, there's nothing that's it, it was <laughs> surreal it was like living next door to a third world country that was being bombed and not hearing anything <laughs> yeah kind of yeah it was it was horrible yeah like 50 people died yeah um it was it was nasty um yeah and then we went to mac yeah. <laughs> luckily not through that store yeah no yeah, yeah. luckily not i mean yeah. it was the, the nicest drive to and from magfest i've ever had there was zero precipitation <laughs> like hey yeah it was it was just nice smooth driving there Wet, and weather back. wise weather wise yeah. once, I mean, once was... the battery ran out on your on on your son's tablet and he could no longer survive vampires yes things, things got a little hairy didn't they yeah, but I mean, what can you expect for eight hours in a car with a what can child? Expect? Like, it's it's going to get screwed up at some point. He's just going to get antsy and <laughs> yeah. Um, it was lovely to see him. It was lovely to get to spend some time hanging out, playing games. Yeah, with the boy. Yeah, was this uh, the first Magfest you guys brought the children? Is the second one that I've brought him to. He came to twenty twenty. Ah. Um, it was different than well, we went. Uh, it was me. Well, because he was at Magfest more this time for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the thing, because last time it was like we had an Airbnb and there was like more of Lauren's family there, and he was like more so visiting with them. Whereas this time it was mostly just Grandma, and he just wanted to go to Magfest. 
And so he was just at MAGFest the whole time, which made us go, why do we, why did we get an Airbnb off premises? Cause he just, yeah. So I don't think we're gonna do that again, but yeah. Yeah. He had a grand old time at MAGFest. He was bummed. He didn't get to see any bands cause he had to go to bed, um, sure. made him go to bed. Uh, I wanted to get him to see a band at some point too, but it just didn't, didn't Not happen. Practice room and jam room. Nothing. Yeah. I just, well, I'm trying to think. It just, it just, it just didn't work out uh, in the way that sometimes I have left Magfest and been like, I didn't see any fucking bands, yeah. or I saw like one yeah. because of just like how the timing of things worked out. Um, yeah, like there were days when we had like like a panel that ran late enough that like by the time you got dinner in him, it was his witching yes. hour and it was time to get him back and home to yes. bed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem was the first night he he ended up being awake until midnight, um, <laughs> and that. That set a tone for the next, you know, day at least. It oh, kind of messed he, up Friday in a way. It was just he like, became you a get legend to- because because of his midnight shenanigans, um, <laughs> weekend burning his grandmother's oh, yeah. finger onto <laughs> her the sensor on her iPad so that he could keep watching shows. <laughs> yes, trying to unlock her laptop so he could watch videos while she was asleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> legend. Man's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my surprise. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of me being up way later than I normally do. (laughs) Uh, but it was, it was good. Uh, but I actually did get to see a lot of bands, uh, this time. Well, I saw five, six, if you count the Magfest community orchestra that was just playing in the atrium Saturday morning, uh, while I ate breakfast. More than I saw last one I made, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's usually I catch like one or two. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, because a lot of the bands will end up conflicting with our panels. Um, right. You know, I'll end up with an odd, like, I mean, last time we were there, improv was at like eight o'clock Saturday evening. Yeah. So, mm. which, which was a good show, but it's not, you know, if you yeah. want to see bands, that's not the time to do it. But as it was this time, like all of our panels were pretty good times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had plenty of time to actually go and see them. What is this? I have a message. Who's texting me? But oh. this is the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I, I, know. I saw Robert bands. B. Aldrich texting me back after oh. I messaged him like this afternoon. Oh, friend of the um, show, Robert V. All right. Yes, he is. Yes. Well, what is, what does he say? What's, what's, what's his reply? I didn't, I didn't read it. I'm going to read it. You later. didn't read, read it on the air. Tell the people. I asked him how he was doing. Yeah. How is he doing? What if, it, what if it's bad? <laughs> If it's, if it's bad, then we can rally the internet to to give him oh, well he's, wishes. He's, he is well, and he is busy. That is mm, good. That warms my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not so much on social media at all anywhere anymore, so I have to text him to see what he's doing. He usually yeah. he, he randomly texts me. Anyways, yeah. besides the point. Yeah, yeah I, I got to see uh, Disco Cactus for the first time. Yeah. Um. Just, you made it up. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they're a band. I I guess as I've heard it, they are a band that formed at Magfest in like a jam pod or something like that. Ah. Um, and now they are a band that plays on the main stage and they play a lot of weird stuff. Um, indie. Anybody heard of this indie game? No. Okay. Well, we played it a lot during the pandemic, so, <laughs> so we do this. Goes. 
So here we go. But I appreciate it. They're they're yeah. they're good. They're a lot of fun. Um, uh, saw Metroid Metal, uh, nice. which was a, which is a very good show. All of the main stage shows, by the way, are now up on the Magfest YouTube. So as I say these, you can they are watchable. Don't go and watch them now, but you can go and watch them later. All right. Uh, Just talking to me right now. Go well, on. I didn't know. The last time I checked was a day or two ago, so I didn't know that they had all been posted yet. Oh, actually, you know what? Cybernetics Free was not up oh. earlier today. Yet. Um, so yeah, Metroid Metal, it was a very good Metroid Metal show. There was a lot of work put into it because like, uh, Nate Horsfeld, visualizer man, like spent a lot of time, like making visual, not just, not just getting visuals, but like queuing them up with the songs, mm. uh, with the arrangements. Uh, and they had lasers also queued to their arrangements. Like mm. other people put in a lot of work to make their show good as Dan was quickly to point out when I was talking to him on Friday, he was like, Oh yeah, a lot of people, you know, put a lot of work into doing that too. I uh, wish I'd seen that one. There was something else that I was, that, that conflicted with that for me. I don't remember what. No, you were asleep, Dave. Oh, maybe that's it. That's what conflicted. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause after the show, I went up to get our stuff and you were sleeping. Oh, that's really? what you were doing. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I slept a lot. I got a, I had a very <laughs> restful. Oh, there were only two of us in that room, just me and Brett. So I had a very restful MAGFest. It was wonderful. <laughs> there is something to be said about that. No kids waking you up early. No having to get up early to do this. Yeah, we didn't have any early panels either. It was just yeah. like, man, just getting some good night's sleep. Yeah, I was well rested every day. Nice. Um, I saw the one-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. What a show! Yeah, that guys. was a great show. Yeah, that was my that was my least favorite show of the weekend, uh, which is <laughs> I, I which is saying I, something. I, well, that well, yeah, it's saying that the yeah. other bands I saw were very very good. Yeah, it's not like the one ups are terrible. It's just that you know that the, the bar is very high. Um, and You're I've also seen a lot of one ups. Familiar shows. with their catalog? I am yeah. very familiar with the one ups, and they played a lot of like the hits. Um, mm. Though they had, they did have Megaran up there to like rap about Minecraft. Yeah. Um, cool. And Insane in the Rain music, who was a guest on like almost every set, it seemed like this weekend uh, with his saxophone and his his blue mouthpiece. He, <laughs> he he was he showed up with a lot of bands, as I, I keep finding when I'm going through the VODs. He is he keeps popping up. Very talented man. Um, Scottoon Network. Uh, that's the was, one I uh, started listening to. Yeah, that was, that was that was an insane show. So uh, we different from previous years, like, and I don't know exactly why, but they would have people, like, they would close the concert hall at certain points, and people would have to line up outside of it before wow. they let them back in. Like, they they would clear the room before certain things. So it was like, I was lined up for Disco Cactus. I was lined up for the One Ups. I was lined up for Skatoon. Uh, okay. and the line for Scottoon stretched. So, you know, where the concert hall is in that, in the Gaylord, yeah. the, the line was to the parking garage. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like, really? okay. So I went through yes. his like YouTube and it's, you know, the YouTube is like one guy. Yes. So how is this as a concert? Like, well, how, he, how is this spreading that out? Oh, he, he has a band. Um, he does have like a he get he gets yeah well you'll see in his videos like you know he he has uh you know a a drummer who he steadily does the tracks so, and that drummer was there but yeah there there was like a 12 piece band up there um I assumed I was just curious if like he was bringing that or if he was just kind of like 
grabbing some friends, some saxophone friends with blue. Uh, yeah, it, it was not the exact same uh, lineup of musicians as his show in 2020. So, ah. I don't know, uh, probably just has to do some recruiting, but, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, he yeah. So I it was I was happy so- to see a lot a lot of people <laughs> lined up for a ska show, uh, right in twenty twenty two twenty. Yeah, and and that room was was very full, and it was a very good show. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and then yes, yeah, Cybertronic Spree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, day. I mean, we caught some of the. <laughs> We ended up catching some of the NPC collective because they went woefully over their, their time allotment. <laughs> very over um, their time allotment. But uh, very, to, very to my delight, actually, up. because it was really good stuff. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I, you know, w- was able to catch it. because the And again, I've been waiting for that particular concert to go up on YouTube because um, I came in at a point where, like, at some point, Megaran introduces some guy whose name I didn't know. And he starts this very sort of, sort of, laid back verse very sort of laid back beat i don't know they said it was about kingdom hearts so i kind of tuned out but about midway through he starts getting more intense and then he starts getting more intense and then he's like he's talking about like the love and the brotherhood that we all feel and he's like a preacher by the end and he's got everyone in the crowd wrapped around his little finger like yes yes man yes and 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 like it did this triumphant crescendo and it was this beautiful fucking song about kingdom hearts <laughs> And I, I gotta find out who it was because I'd love to hear this yeah. tune again. This this oh, is the nerdy people of color uh, collective is is was was what this group yeah, was an, an um, assemblage of talent uh, curated by Mega yes. Ran. Yeah. See, I was despairing because uh, I wanted Cybertronic Spree to start to start on time because I only had parking until midnight and I was very tired. <laughs> um, so I, I was frustrated having yeah. flashbacks to Gangstar at that freaking Real Big Fish concert. We still relate to that. But well, they see, were... here's the fun, the fun thing looking back is, you know, we remember Real Big Fish. But yeah. Gangstar has had a longer last That's true. Of music. It yeah. was, uh, the, the funny thing was the headliner was Ska and the opener was Gangstar. Uh, just very too you couldn't get further apart uh and the crowd uh knew it (laughs) people were there for the scots yeah but no i'm not saying the nbc collective was bad but i i was just like i mean i really want to see cybertronic spree and i was very tired and my and my and my parking was running out um uh but yeah, Cybertronic Spree, that Oof. was freaking weird and wild, very <laughs> surreal show. It was. I knew what, like, when RC turned around and was like, are you fucking ready, Shockwave? I'm like, well, that's a sentence I never thought I was going to hear. <laughs> that's one of those few bands that I actually, like, will watch do weird streaming things and have seen concerts. And God, they're fun. Yeah. Lots of... It, Maybe. Yeah, that was a fun show. Yes. I believe they're from Toronto. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I so yeah, in their first, I mean, you know, I I have never I've never watched any of their stuff. I, I've never I kind of did not know what to expect. I had only seen them in pictures <laughs> and been like, wow, this looks pretty fucking cool. Um, and so when they started, and their ostensibly lead singer Hot Rod, 
um, you know, kind of let off and they're singing the, the, the Transformers, the movie theme. Um, and they had to pitch it down to fit within his lower vocal range. And his voice is a little thin and reedy. Uh, and he's harmonizing with RC. I'm kind of like, okay, this is a cool gimmick, but I wish that they're not really exactly blowing me away with, with talent here. But then as the show went on, and they throw more and more solo songs to RC. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, yeah. this woman is amazing. <laughs> She's a rock star. She mm-hmm. should be the front woman, like, 100% full time for this band. And Hot Rod should take more of a back seat. He's, he's, he's a, he's a perf- perfectly fine bassist. Good for him. But, like, I mean, she's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you had the same thing, but it's hard not to kind of like put them back and forth with like proto men where you're just sort of like, Oh, everybody can belt. Yeah. He can belt. <laughs> he can belt. And it is like, I had, uh, I think they did a stream over it's either Chris, Christmas or new year's. Oh, that was like weird. Like just, I mean, it was a concert in a basement. It was like one camera. I think, I believe a show got canceled. Cause I think it was mega ran and cybernetics free. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that was just, it was delightful to see like, who's actually, you know, like you see a concert and you're like, oh, that could be beefed up with the amp or the, the mic or whatever. It's just like, oh, this is who you are, uh, sort of thing. And yeah, RC is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Band's Holy shit. Like, Great guitar work by Unicron also. <laughs> Shockwave <laughs> played the drums with a dildo. Yup, that was also a surprise. Yeah, and that guard uh, is there. <laughs> um, yeah, what the hell was I about to say? Yeah, like when they first started, like they were pretty much just playing music from Transformers the movie. So you know they're they're playing all of that stuff, like all those, mm-hmm. uh, you know the the. The instruments of destruction and hunger and yeah, and nothing good. Yeah. And hunger and all that stuff. Um, and so I, I, was, I, I don't know when they're playing like, you know, the last boss theme from Hades. I'm like, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah. What else they play? They play. They, what else they play? Power Rangers. Was that yep. them? They play Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes they sense. played. Did they play they a Pokemon play song? Yes, I believe they did play the Pokemon. Uh, yeah. The the opening to the the original pokemon cartoon yeah uh, i believe yeah i haven't gotten to watch that one back and it was the last yeah i was again <laughs> very tired i i did end up leaving i think like shortly before the end of it because i was just like i just have to go <laughs> like my legs were were pretty much done with working at that point um this was at the tail end and i and i guess to circle back to our stuff like this this was saturday at magfest which was wow. the day when we had stuff to do mm. thursday we got there and there was a lot of rush like right off the bat because i had to get to the hotel to get dave and brett in the room and we had to get our badges because we got a panel at six and this was at like 435 o'clock that I yeah. finally got my ass over there. So we were kind of rushed um there. And then there really wasn't much else that night. But you know, I went to see shows. But then Friday we had jack shit to do. Yeah. Uh, we had nothing to do the whole day, which was weird. Um yeah. <laughs> and I just ended up kind of dadding the whole time. Uh but then Saturday we had uh our X Strike panel like at 11, 11 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good. 
uh, pretty decent attendance for an 1130 panel and an engaged audience, if nothing else, uh, for an 1130 panel. So that was cool. Um, had some fun talks about the old movies there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good crowd. Too. It was a smallish crowd, but very engaged. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an appropriately sized crowd for yeah. the, you know, the, the time <laughs> and room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it felt okay. Like if we were in a bigger room, I would have, it would have been more awkward, but we were in like one of the smaller panel rooms. So yeah, it was, yeah. it I was felt, about so good. to ask that exact question. Cause yeah, I'm no, picturing we were in you... panels four. it was one of the smaller ones. It was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I got lunch, um, and ate Nando's on the floor of the atrium, like an animal. Um, <laughs> Brett's order was sadly canceled. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, so interesting. So, um, I, I had the, cause this was right after our panel, uh, in the morning and I, I, God, it's, I'm, my brain's so scrambled. I don't remember what the hell is happening, but like I prompted Lauren and then Brett, you know, tagged along with like, oh, we're going to order Nando's to pick up, you know, like mm-hmm. to go because every food place does that now after the pandemic, uh, they have something in place where you can just place the order online. Then your food will just be there when you get there. And I'm like, this is revelatory for MAGFest when yeah. you don't want to wait an hour for food. So much better. So, yes, yeah, so, that's right. I didn't even think it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just, I'm so accustomed to the world. <laughs> right now. Like, it was always like this. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they walked over there, and Lauren had, like, our food, like, immediately, but Brett's order had apparently been lost, so he was just mm-hmm. standing around for, like, 40 minutes, like, not trying to be rude until he was finally like, hey, guys, do, yeah. you, do you have my order? And they had lost it, and then they just made it and whatever, but, um, yeah, then I had to get my child another wristband because he'd ripped off his wristband that said that he had been vaccinated against COVID. Uh <laughs> So I had, they I had go back best for enforcing that shit. At least. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I I will say like yeah, they they were hard asses about that stuff. You had to, to show your proof of vaccination, picking up your badge. They had people you know enforcing the mask. Yeah. Uh, rules. Mm-hmm. I did see a couple people wandering around without masks on. They were not yeah. in convention spaces technically. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't see anything egregious. Of course, you're no. going to see one or a few people without a mask they're going from place to place and who knows you know if they're a conventioner or or not but like i really i i was really astonished by how voluntarily everyone actively participated in keeping everyone else safe it was great mm-hmm. to see yeah yeah i love seeing it in the pics even that's mm-hmm. one of those things i'm always like i see one person in a mask and i'm like well i like you you're cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that was that was great. Um, and then you know we had named that tune, uh, which a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Oh, I should, I guess it should be said that Ben Lathan did not go to Magfest. He was yeah. a late scratch. Uh, he. Oh, I didn't know he was a uh, good. Like I knew he did not. He was going to drive down with the Ecobus car. The Ecobi, yes, he was set to go, but then Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. like he, it was either right before or right after Mahoney bailed. Um, <laughs> Uh, ben was like, yeah, dude, just so you know, I called off work today. Like I was up all night. I got like some kind of stomach flu or food poisoning. You know, I'll see if I feel good in the morning. And I'm kind of like, yeah, let me know. But internally, I'm like, he will not feel better in the morning. This yeah. is Ben Lathan. Uh, if you're making that call in the first place. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben Lathan's absence, I believe, contributed to some of the absolute madness that occurred at our grudge match panel. Uh, because the minute we, the minute I, it was for sure that Ben was not coming, uh, we had all submitted selections of licensed games to pit against each other in a 16-player bracket tournament, and um, as we do with the grudge match. I, I, I just want to applaud your transition into this was so smooth. <laughs> I gave it enough time to not interrupt it, but so smooth. <laughs> right I, I think it's a logical trend. I think it's a logical dovetail mm-hmm. that I'm making here because it directly connects because it was Ben's absence that immediately made, well, fuck Ben's games. I'm taking his choices off the list because he's the only one that's going to be able to argue for the presence of the Super Nintendo version of Jurassic Park by Ocean. Um or uh, it's not not the only one that could argue for Little Nemo on yeah. NES, you know, the oh, good man. pick. Uh, he had some other bullshit choice. Sorry, Ben. Um, but it was uh, getting rid of his games, I think, that made room for uh, me to ping Ford, uh, Jason, friend of the show, Jason Ford, and uh, get some more of his choices folded back in, which included Sneak King, the two ninety nine Burger King game, which somehow ended up winning. <laughs> well, you're look at your audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, playing? that's you, the thing. Whenever I tell people this. <laughs> whenever whenever I start to tell people this is like oh of course you had a bunch of trolls in the audience no 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 the trolls were up on the panel table the yes. trolls were 100% Ben not being there also made room for Adam Stackhouse to join us <laughs> oh um, nice and yeah. and yeah I mean he can take a position argu- yes compelling <laughs> arguments were made for sure for sneaking and <laughs> eventually the audience got full bore behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course, when sneak King was declared the winner led to a guy storming out and being like, Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Now that's my favorite part of this. Whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody was very uh, bad. Ducktales lost sneak King in the final. <laughs> uh, oh, is that a video? I want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you're in the chat room, say hi. <laughs> It was. It was so this, very... this was licensed games, right? Licensed yes. game mm-hmm. grudge match. Just, just yes. a check. It was. It was. It was a very fun, exasperating yeah. panel. But like, <laughs> we all had a great time. Uh, it was very funny. Um, um, Tim, yeah, did you go yeah. to any other panels that you found particularly interesting? Well, we went to the. I went to the the Video Game History Foundation panel mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah, they were just they were just talking about how they um, yeah Frank Savaldi was there. His first panel was like three thirty on Thursday, so I was not at Magfest yeah. yet to see it. This was about specifically like how they're like trying to organize things in the archive and like yeah. make a library that is accessible to researchers, um, but also you know just kind of showing off a bunch of the weird things they have. Um, I of course really enjoyed. Uh, they had some uh, voice clips from. Uh, well, they have voice clips from like WWF wrestlers like promoting some game in the early 90s. So they had oh, yeah. uh, some takes of Macho Man Randy Savage just kind of messing up his line. Just riffing, uh, giving some alternate choices, like cutting a promo and trying it several different ways. Yeah, so, and that was cool. It was a very cool, interesting panel at a moment where I wanted to sit down. And of course, at that moment, it was either I go to that panel or next door was like, 
Mustin and some other remixers doing a like how to make a video game cover album mm. thing, oh, sure. um, which I wanted to see Mustin, but the the content uh, of the video game history one applied more to me because I don't see myself making a video game cover album. No, no, not gonna happen anytime soon. Hey, hey, you never know. You never know, but you never uh, know. I, I am very interested but, in the work that VGHF is doing. You know. Yep. Yeah, uh, but it's fascinating. That, that was the one I want to, well, the one I knew about, but also the one I wanted to see. I'm looking yeah. for the name of his partner there on that panel, who is his his librarian, because I immediately started yeah. following him on Twitter, and uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not finding him, but 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 smart guy, a couple of real smart guys with real yeah. interesting interesting things to share. Yeah, and and name that tune went well as it always does, yeah. um, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was won by a guy who's been there before several times. Finally cool. rose to the top and uh, and won the day. Um, so that, that was cool. Huh? Want to give away any of your favorites or ones that did not get played, perhaps? Oh, you were very uh, so upset. The songs, I was, yeah, so like some good <laughs> categories got left behind, but we used them next year, so I can't talk about them. Uh, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be the first ones. Up. But yeah, they're... <laughs> yeah I, I mean like uh yeah there's a there's a cover there was a cover band category um that unfortunately mm-hmm. i realized like has a lot of games in it that like i like to use <laughs> like that that was the that was the category that had hades in it and i'm just like god damn it now i can't pick a different hate a different hades song for next year because i already have hades covered and i already have this um you know this other one covered and it was just like a really good category and like I threw it out there fairly early and like nobody picked it. I'm just like, okay, great. Well, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. like as a contestant, I totally see why, because I'm going yeah. off of that sound font first, almost. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Somebody will pick here. Somebody, it's just, you'll get somebody up there who knows the bands and they'll go for it or uh, whatever. Um, yeah. But I mean, I guess it just goes to show that, you know, we had some good categories this year, mm-hmm. but, uh, that there were some good ones uh, left over. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I'm trying to think if there's anything else of significance that I, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was cool. Yeah. You know, I haven't been to MAGFest in three years. So that was mm. fucking weird unto itself. Really? Uh, um, you know, but not a, and nice. Yeah. But good. Yeah. And nice. Uh, not, not a ton of people, you know, that I know from MAGFest were there. Um, still, cause you know, it's been three years and MAGFest is a difficult, uh, convention to get to if you yeah. aren't invited as a guest <laughs> with all the benefits that come with that. Cause you have to try to figure out hoteling and badging. And, I know and there's pay. no like perfect answer, but still so many years later th- when it was around Halloween, did what did make it a little easier sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, right at right after the holidays. I mean, whatever. It, that yeah. that is when it is uh, at this point. Uh, just uh, what a uh, great pinball lineup they had. Oh, good um, lord! Like yeah, I, so my somebody yeah, my my jaw dropped when I when I rounded that corner and just saw how much they had. It, it had to be easily the biggest pinball section mm-hmm. they've had with like an all star lineup of tables, rows uh, on modern rows. tables, classic. Yeah, modern mm-hmm. tables, classics. They must have had like fifty doubles, tables triples of certain tables. 
Yeah, uh, they, that Godzilla table is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty um, fun. I got the high score on that table the first day. Um, you're talking Godzilla '98, yeah. I assume. No, no, no. It's it, it's a new Godzilla one that came out last year. Yeah, uh, like a modern yeah, Stern so, pinball table. Yeah, so it has like an LCD screen, you know, back screen. Mm-hmm. It's like most modern uh, Stern tables do. Is um, it big for Godzilla? Does what? Is it extra big? No, it's not extra big, oh. uh, but it is very good. <laughs> yeah, so it's just just a great lineup of uh, pinball tables there. Uh, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I played a couple see. of impressive indie games in development yeah. that I wanted to just mention briefly because I have not played many other video games <laughs> this month outside <laughs> of this. Um, I played a, a, a really cool pixel uh, platformer sort of run and gun called Halt. Uh, which is sort it's, it's a very, it's, it's a comedic, uh, the police force. It's, it, it reminds me of sort of a silly swing in like late seventies, early eighties, kind of Lupin the third kind of anime vibe, uh, a very sort of fun tongue in cheek kind of, kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and then I p- tried another cool game called uh, Unbeatable. And Tim, I sat your son down to play this game because I thought that he would have fun with it. And um, uh, your mother-in-law told me that he later on he wanted to go back and play that same game again. Okay, that's the Okay, because I never got the name of that game. Okay, uh. yeah, that <laughs> game is called Unbeatable. And it's a rhythm game by uh, a developer calling themselves D-Cell Games. That's dcellgames.com. They're on Twitter at D-Cell Games, D-Cell, like, oh. like D-Cell Battery. I think I've had a demo of this. I have had a demo of this game in my Steam library since like last oh, really? summer when they they had one as part of like Summer Games Fest. Yes, I'm uh, I'm gonna do a bullshit job of describing a gameplay mechanic in audio, like she just, which which drives me crazy when I have to listen to it. But it is a, so it's 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 a rhythm game essentially, where beats are flying at you, you are in the center, beats are flying at you from across the screen, but the conceit is that you are, like, attacking things that are coming at you. You're punching and kicking them. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's, there's like, multiple planes of things coming at you. There's a lower plane and an upper plane on the left. There's a lower plane and an upper plane on the right. And those are controlled by, like, face buttons, any face button slash D-pad, or triggers, mm-hmm. any trigger. So you can you can face button down right, you can uh, trigger up left, um, and and then the neat thing is that if something's going on, like if there's something coming, a beat coming to attack you on the bottom, you can like at certain points use your lower attack to kick that up to the top track, and then hit it again for an increased score or like more hits or whatever. Um, it it made it feel a bit more like interactive and. Um, and dynamic uh, than, you know, the, the sort of rigid note charts that you typically see in most rhythm games. So uh, and uh, an amazing looking art style, very, really cool cell shaded kind of look. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm it's it's glad to know right I can play. Right. I can try the demo on Steam. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to play actually sit down and play any of the indie stuff. I saw they had Skate Story there. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah, I was watching somebody play it, and they were being horrible at it, I think, <laughs> hope. Uh, Not as but, cool as the uh, trailer? <laughs> um, well, it was just like he, he'd, like, 
he just kept crashing. So like, I don't know if he was just bad or like the controls weren't working for him or what, but I, I didn't get to sit down with it myself to, to find out. Um, was that the one that looks like EA's skate, but through a really weird kind of graphical filter? Like, like res. <laughs> it's yeah. like if res, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like skate, yeah. but res. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, but yeah, it's made really by, yeah, I, I'm yeah. very interested in that game uh, for sure but didn't get to touch it. Uh, there was, uh, Dave, did you see anyone playing hair? Nah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I sure did. <laughs> yeah. Hair. This was nah. a, this, oh yeah. 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 This is the, yes. yeah. The motion control arcade game where you're, you're trying to keep white people from touching your hair, uh, as a black woman, which is fantastic. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> so is it only as an arcade cabinet or is it only, like designed as such. That's all I saw it there. It was just like some random arcade cab in the back of the, the indie area. Just yeah. like, okay, sure. No, I think that mm. back area is for arcade cab. It's, it's for, I, I think it is available in other formats. Uh, okay. like, okay. like I, I bet it's on itch itch.io or something, but, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but, but every, every game back there was like an indie game that had been wedged into a cabinet somehow. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I like that area. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um yeah, Magfest is uh cool. Oh, can you just play it in your browser? Oh Jesus, oh, it has noise. Yeah, apparently I, I bet you can just click them away in the browser oh, that's version. Great. That yeah. Sense. Yeah. Uh yeah, Magfest is still Magfest. It's still this weird, magical, friendly place. Uh what what threw me off wasn't uh, I mean, uh, you know, yes, everyone was wearing masks, but I forgot like, oh, people are like nice there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. friendly, <laughs> like, right. like, you know, people will just stop and talk to you and have a friendly conversation because they like your shirt or they will apologize if they bump into you. Yeah. Uh, just not used to that. <laughs> just level of <laughs> just random, nice people, um, which was which was cool. You know, lots of just weird stuff, you know, music everywhere. Oh, like I said, yeah, the video game, the MAGFest video game symphony orchestra or whatever it was yeah they, they were just set up in the in the atrium on saturday morning like me and lauren had gone to the the uh hospitality suite to just grab some munchies for breakfast and i looked out over the atrium i'm like there's a whole ass orchestra down there like what is going on <laughs> and yeah they were tuning up and then we we walked over and yeah i i imagine like the, the I could probably look up how this came together, but and but I think it's just like I'm guessing it's just like okay, well if people wanted to be in the orchestra, they probably like signed up, and because each different piece had a different conductor, so I'm assuming each conductor like made their arrangement and sent it out to everyone mm -hmm. for them, mm -hmm. to, and they they had had practices at some point, um, so it wasn't completely off the cuff, but yeah, and. Right. Yeah, they just kept rotating in different conductors for different arrangements, and <laughs> and yeah, it was awesome. It well, it's always been <laughs> delightful to see like what was it, Triforce Orchestra was always the, kind of yeah, the Triforce Quartet. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were always around. I feel like <laughs> it wouldn't have been a a, a leap because I think they were local too to be like, hey, how about twelve more of us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they might have been in there. Yeah, they did their usual uh, clog up the atrium gazebo mm. show Saturday afternoon. But yeah, you know, just like people swap it in there. You know, Austin Wintry, uh, yeah. <laughs> composer of Journey, who's a MAGFest yeah. regular. And like, yeah, he, you know, 
that's still one of the best concerts I've seen. Like that was amazing. He, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, when I was, when I was leaving, um, Saturday mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. At like, like 1230, one in the morning and like, I'm getting ready to walk out the door and I hear like some arrangement of, of jump up superstar from super Mario Odyssey coming down the hallway. And I just like walk <laughs> over to the jam. Uh, what is, what is that one? That's like the jam. It's not jam space. It's like the, yeah. the jam works. It's the jam workshop is what it is. But yeah, and I look in there, and sure enough, there's a bunch of brass, and there's a there's a woman just belting out the vocals for the song, and they have the music, the sheet music projected up on the wall, Uh-oh. so everyone can follow. Yeah, and That's I'm just so like, smart. at one in the morning, we should do that. RC should belt that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good song for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's Magfest, baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, all the unexpected, and also great uh, entrance music. <laughs> I assume great music to be playing when you leave a door. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh man, <laughs> she could stay in the warm embrace of Magfest for longer. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, everything went time. wrong for me the week that I came. <laughs> it's like I came home and like oh shit, our basements got mold. Oh shit, both oh. kids are sick. Oh Jesus, everything's going wrong. Oh, I, I found mold in my basement too, Dave. Oh, really? Oh, well, wow. just in one little spot, and I and I figured out what is causing it, but I have to fix it because there's like one spot where there's water coming off of my roof and dripping straight down onto that one corner of the basement, ah. so it's seeping in, and I had to like rip off part of like the wall down there, and uh, I mean it's in like it's in the back corner where I store things, so which is why I didn't see it sooner. Yeah, um, yeah, and why it will be covered up with stuff in front of it and i yep. won't really care that much uh yeah man it took me i, f- I feel like i'm still catching up <laughs> from i took the Should've day off breakfast. i took the day off afterwards um and you know just did laundry and like sat and played games and then i just kind of like z- zombied through my work week had a three-day weekend for mlk weekend oh, yeah. and like I still like what happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying because last Thursday I ended up calling off work, but that was it was partially because I had been up like the night before, like with a pounding headache and like my neck was super stiff, like here Ew. on the left. And I well, I had remember remember I commented on this during Name That Tune how I like I was getting a kink in my neck because I stand to the side and I look to the left. So <laughs> I don't know if that mm-hmm. was what caused it, but it you hurt. Need a rotating <laughs> platform to stand on, just something that I like like a little like, turntable that you can stand on. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. And then, yeah, and then this past weekend, like Saturday night, I was up with my kid all night because he was throwing up horrible banana vomit. Oh no, uh, uh, banana vomit! Banana vomit. Yeah, he. He made it down to the toilet, but he did not get the lid up for the first oh. volley. So <laughs> the volley went everywhere. Oh god! And, and it's just yeah. So it's just I get downstairs. It's all over the. It's all over the floor. Him, and he's just you know he's so upset. Yeah. Um, now this is a gross question. You've got like three dogs, right? I have two <laughs> now. One of them two died. now. Oh, okay. 
you still still yeah. fending that off during yeah. all of this. now they're not interested in, in banana vomit um Whew. Weird yeah, and, and, Weird. yeah i got you know i get him cleaned up and i'm like okay bud get your ass back upstairs to bed and that was folly because i just wanted to get him out of the way i was not mm. in my right mind mm. as i cleaned up the bathroom um well of course and also the dogs wanted to go out that was the annoying things the dogs wanted to go out and i had to pee but the bathroom was covered in banana vomit um so i just took a half naked pee in my backyard in 20 degree weather um <laughs> had to do what i had to do uh yeah get that cleaned up go back to bed and then i hear him puke again in his room across the hall and oh, i'm like oh no what was it uh i don't know i mean it was uh, i don't i don't know i don't was know y'all better right in the morning before, just a weird night um yeah he didn't he did after he finally got to sleep he did not vomit again the next day but he was just you know he was very tired because he yeah. only got like four hours of sleep yeah. as did oh. i um yeah, but after after the the second, I mean, at that point, like he, he vomited over like you know onto like all of his blankets and shit, <sighs> except for one of them. So it was like, okay, I'd get all that in the laundry. <sighs> so then I was like, okay, we're gonna go chill out downstairs, bud, and you're gonna watch me play Vampire Survivors <laughs> at two thirty in the morning, because <laughs> um, that's all your brain can handle, man. I, I I I like you, Tim. I have I have so many video <laughs> games on my docket that I am looking forward to playing i got uh, i got this arcade paradise game on switch where you oh, yeah, run a yeah, laundromat yeah. and haven't oh, tried that yeah because every time i sit down and tell me something i'm gonna do i'm like mm, one round of vampire survivors yeah and then it's one in the morning yeah vampire survivors is pretty good i am oh, damn it you know, I'm still picking away at the achievement list on Steam, mm-hmm. on the Steam version on my Steam Deck, but I am also playing it on Xbox Game Pass because it's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, <laughs> and and I'm you know my kid is very into it. I'm trying to kind of like you know show him some of the ropes uh, since he's a bit more slapdash with his weapon choices and stuff. Just <laughs> trying to get him making progress. But yeah, I mean it's just it's such a fun fucking game. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's just so. Everything just works so well. It's just, I was trying to explain it to Jam because your your comparison that you made to Pac-Man on mm-hmm. Twitter, how it mm-hmm. basically functions like Pac-Man. But I, I, in trying to explain to her the difference, I, I said, like, in Pac-Man, your feeling of power is very rigidly punctuated. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, you get those four power pellets and that's it. And you only feel invincible for a little while and you can't really enjoy it. Whereas... With Vampire Survivor, it's a much more gradual ramp up of like you you mm. you start off pretty helpless, but eventually you 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 know start to feel like you're this ultra powerful thing, and then the enemies ramp up to counter that, and then if you survive that, you get even more powerful until you are just this whirling orb of destruction mowing down mm-hmm. everything in your path, <laughs> and then the game just has to throw stuff at just just throw shit at you until. It's untenable, but it's 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 this really much more gradual build uh, that mm-hmm. I think leaves you constantly feeling very powerful. You mm-hmm. never feel helpless necessarily. Um, it, it, yeah, you're it, not like running. Yeah, away because you have to like dip and duck at least to get the experience things. Um, like I know it's both different and I'm sure has been compared, but hasn't here. Because, like, every time you describe it, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a fun Dynasty Warriors. Like, hmm. Yeah, maybe. 
in a way. I mean, just like a, a 2D yeah. dynasty war. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Just in and like, especially like the ramp up and also like having objectives within it rather than just beat up is just sort of like, oh, go over here, get a thing or mm-hmm. hey, avoid guys, go do this. I tell yeah. you what, the way you're describing that now makes me wish I could play an actual Muso game without having to actually push a button to attack. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to just walk through yeah. the massive enemies and just mow them down. Just guide Lubu around and, uh, yeah, that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, yeah. it continues to just take up my time. <laughs> just take up my damn time. I'm just hooked. That game does. I, well, I have yeah, not gone just... back to the Steam version what? since I grabbed the mobile one. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Wies, I did, I, I did your, Oh, no. I, we had a delay I, and I talked over you. <laughs> I heard a drop, so I was like, I can transition off of this. Yes, go, 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 go. Oh, no, well, like, I feel like either after MAGFest or especially when I'm not at MAGFest, I'm like, I played more games than I do <laughs> any other time of the year, really. Uh, so I I don't think I even talked about Shredder's Revenge on my end. No, 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 no you hadn't played it yet, I don't think. I hadn't played it yet, and within a, a week and a half, I had beaten it with everybody I have <laughs> I didn't do I, I couldn't do hard mode. Hard mode mm. was kicking my ass eventually. But uh yeah, boy, that just feels good, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Boy, it yeah. does. Me and the like, boy went back to it, played a little bit one afternoon yeah. at some point. Yeah, it's just a delightful audio visual feast as well. It it's the perfect like size. Like that's that's the kind of game that I want to go back and do like achievements and get little things and like mm. poke at corners. Stuff where I'm, I can get everything, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, makes it real easy. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's and also for having replayed Scott Pilgrim earlier in the year, it's it's really fun to see just like the transition of that team, and sometimes the kind of cut and paste. Like playing April, I'm like, oh, that's Ramona's hammer. When you jump in, like <laughs> spot, like oh, that's exactly Ramona's hammer. You know. And also, like, you know, you talked about on the end of the year show, you know, uh, foot soldiers doing their own things in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was one of the things that made Scott Pilgrim feel so good, too. It's just yeah, like, yeah. That exact same personality. Yeah. Yeah, and, that team uh, is great yeah, at that I, stuff. It's so good. Uh, yeah. And now Megaran has been on an album with Wu-Tang and Mike Patton. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Wild. Weiss, what did you get it for? Because I... Yeah. What? I got it on Switch. I got the... I went digital because that was, like, the first, like, good sale. Okay. It's basically, like, most of the stuff I played was either Christmas or Lunar Sale yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Well, it's available now uh, with a Netflix subscription on mobile. And yeah. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> about how controller support is with that and oh, what, what, what right. that's got to be like. Yeah, something else just went up on. I know Netflix is trying hard with that. I, I'm, I'm just not someone who's going to invest in mobile per se. Like someone have to tell me this is really easy and really cheap, and give me the things. Oh yeah, no, me too. That's yeah. I usually don't. I almost never give mobile a second thought until every once in a while I encounter something that I'm like, oh, this works really well, and the barrier to entry was 
extraordinarily low. That's what's I think mm-hmm. great about the Netflix stuff is that you know if it's, if it's just part of your subscription anyway, yeah. uh, these are some you know top tier games they're making available. Kentucky Route Zero and Into the Breach, like holy shit! Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this would be great to have available on, on a mobile device if I had a more powerful mobile device. <laughs> Good. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, th- like, I don't think my phone can actually run Shredder's Revenge. I think I tried <laughs> and it was like, nope, I'm right below the compatible devices. Oh, man. Like, my thing yeah. is like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so tempted to like check it. I'm just like, it's free games. But then I'm just sort of like, well, so are the thousands in my steam library that I don't touch either. Yeah. Like it's kind of in that pile. Yeah. For me. Yeah. There's a compulsion there, but it's kind of like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll check it out once. Like that's, what's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. in three to six months, something like cool is going to pop. I'll check it out and be like, that was great. That was right there. And then never use it again. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I saw that Dragon Ball Super Super Hero Super mm. movie. That was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. I like that's it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't expect. I mean, it just worked. Like for the most part, like I, yeah. it was clearly you know milking the nostalgia in a fun way, in a way that I went in wanting. Yeah, uh, and because of that, I bought the Dragon Ball Fighter Z on sale. Finally. Because that was on like, well, that's the thing is like the sales end of the year. I think this was like 80% off because I got the game with DLC for like 12 bucks, something like that. Man, fuck, I would have done that because I need the DLC. (laughs) Um, Yeah, having, (laughs) I've played a lot, but also that tutorial is enormous. So I don't feel like I'm super far like mm-hmm. the, is the so i need to like keep poking at it but uh you know yeah it's it's been a long time since i played an atlas fighter so uh or uh yeah 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 <laughs> and arxis there we go arxis yeah 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 uh and those just feel good like it sent me down a wormhole because like like well i bought it because it was on super sale but also because i was thinking about like how much time i spent back in like emulator days of high school like that third uh like super nintendo dragon ball game Mm -hmm. that never came over i Mm -hmm. i played that endlessly like that was Mm -hmm. one of the main games i emulated uh and it still kind of feels the same like in a cool way like it's just it's just that there's now modes to switch between, I guess. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think Dragon Ball Fighters uh, E uh, in, in particular just feels really smooth. Like the second you pick it up and start controlling yes. your character, like everything's very zippy and responsive mm-hmm. and you can throw fireballs and do crazy shit. Um, whereas sometimes some other anime games, I'm kind of like, OK, well, yeah. There's things popping off, but I just like I don't connect with it, you yeah. know, in a yep. visceral fighting game sort of way. Uh, There's a sort of. But a, yeah, that, that. Yeah. Yep. That one's just so easy to pick up and just go with yeah. it. Um, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, that it, thing. It's that thing you need where, like, if I hand that controller to somebody that doesn't play fighting games, they can still have a good time mm-hmm. and I can still challenge myself versus yeah I, I feel like the namco bandai games have always or at least used to it's been a while mm-hmm. uh 
kind of felt like that, where it's just like, oh, one button does like nine things and there's balloons flying off and <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Um, Excuse me. Oh, you may. Uh, yeah, and the <laughs> the other three games I played, uh, apparently I was in the Suda zone. Because I yes, you I were to... in the suit zone. You you've been very Still busy am. on your switch in the last month. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I mean. It was pretty much like Christmas to now. Uh, I kind of like swapped like my brain from like movies to games, at least for now. Uh, but yeah, I went through Travis Strikes Back finally. Well, because that was that was the thing is like a lot of these were games I was waiting to go on sale. Mm. Like Shredder's Revenge, that was the first like sale that I picked that up. Travis Strikes Back, that was the first time I, well, yeah, well, first time that I had, like, money <laughs> that it went on sale. Um, and I'm playing No More Heroes 3 right now, which is closer to Travis Strikes, again, than I expected, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because they, they did add the, they carried over, mm-hmm. like, the whole bracelet move mechanic to yeah, that. Yeah, the death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All that. Yeah. Um, I will say that three feels a lot smoother, especially playing only in handheld uh, when I need to charge the beam saber. That feels way better in three. Like they, mm-hmm. I believe in strikes again, it was like one button on the left side and one button on the right side. Whereas in three, it's just kind of like, like one thing. Parts. Yeah. Yeah, One yeah. thing, and it's a little faster. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's nice to be back in that zone, <laughs> I guess, more than anything. Like, they're not perfect, but no. when they're, like, firing in madness, <laughs> uh, yeah, and also, God, that music. Now I can mm-hmm. finally, like, listen to those soundtracks, especially three. Like, the sushi yeah, that music. Was, yeah, that sushi music's real good. Um, yeah. yeah, I just... I was just relieved that I was having a joyful time when I played three. Um, mm-hmm. Two was kind of a drag in yes. multiple ways. If, if you go back way back in triple radio podcast history, you could hear us talk about oh. that more. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no more heroes three. I, I enjoyed just a lot more of just getting, you know, you're back out there in the open world, riding your bike around, you're mowing the lawn with one hand. Yeah. Um, the, the, the fighting just feels more fun overall. Like the story is crazy and just the <laughs> characters that are popping up and it's like, I hope you've been paying attention for three games. Um, yeah. There, and, <laughs> even, and even because I just played Travis strikes again and I still had to look up a character that was from Travis strikes again. <laughs> that popped in. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel too bad about, but no, I was thinking, I mean like, I don't think he's ever gotten back to that golden era when we first like got into the Suda mm. stuff. But I think this is like three felt like the best since for me anyways. Cause I feel like the games in between like shadows of the damned and yeah. shadows of the damned. I liked, but didn't love. And the other one killer is dead. I liked less. You'll never played that one. Should do that now on my Steam Deck. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, like after that that little cameo and strikes again, I kind of wanted to play Shadows of the Damned again, mm-hmm. a little bit. At yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this is this feels aside from like his weird love of Devolver, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like half the shirts. Oh, and that's also a nice thing about No More Heroes Three is a lot better shirts than the Travis Strikes Again. <laughs> yeah, like yes. they kind of shorted that one <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not now. I'm now I'm excited to see what he does after this one. Um, yeah, and the other other Suda, I'm sure you noticed uh, on a sale that was 93% off uh, was Sinamora, which oh, uh, which I had never played. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a very nice throwback to go back to the Xbox 360 indie arcade mm. specific kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a very good shooter, but it's more that it's bringing me back to like playing 360. nice yeah like the the writing's funny but there's too much of it if you remember like that's it's like wall of x in the middle of Of uh, shooting yeah of shooting and you just don't want to yeah (laughs) i mean that that game does have a good story by the time you get to the end of it uh it's just just like and it's walls it's it's like I played a lot of it, so eventually I read it all. <laughs> I, I mean, like you, the the visual storytelling, like all the stuff that happens, like while you're actually in action, is really really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool game. Um, yeah, I'm just I was like looking over Suda's Ovoir since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, oh right, he actually hasn't done that many games. It's like, yeah, I never played Killer Is Dead. I liked Let It Die, but didn't play a lot of it. I didn't realize a sequel to Let It Die came out. Uh, oh, I didn't play it either. Yeah, I knew yeah, Let It Die. Apparently it came out like last October and no one was playing it. I'm like, well, I didn't even know it existed, so that probably didn't help anything. <laughs> like, I know you didn't love Silver Case, but I still... I got more of it, really. That. Yeah. <laughs> and there was the the sequel to that one. I don't know if I'm as interested in flower sun and rain no that one i enjoyed okay i like oh, that all right i thought that one was really no there was silver that, case two 2050 the 25th, 25th ward the, the silver case got yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it was okay yeah yeah, yeah. i have not played that one Boop, yeah, <laughs> and i think he just produced no more heroes too he didn't direct it right or there was something like that he was executive director. He was not That's, the writer on it. That was uh, the big difference. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough to parse that he did a lot of like producing and directing and yeah. not as much writing in right. there. I, I guess I never played Black Knight Sword, which he also wrote. Um, uh, I did want to check that one. Yeah, I wonder if that's like out on Steam or something at this point. Then I can check it out. But yeah. either or, like No More Heroes kind of gives him a canvas to really like paint with the things that he likes. I, mm-hmm. I feel like these other projects are kind of like him trying to find a niche and might be a little too constraining when he's a little more of a Hideo needs to like put in his film references and needs Travis talking about Mike movies like in between chapters and, you know, <laughs> shit like that, that you can't do in a lot of other games. So it's it's fun to dance in that world again. Yeah, those yeah, all the games I've played, but yeah, especially <laughs> Shredder's Revenge, I put a lot of time in, and No More Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I uh, you know usually this time of year is me finishing up or cleaning up 
with things from last year. Um, and this is no different. Yeah. I did finish up Neon White, which I talked about mm. on the Game of the Year thing. Um, I finished up Bayonetta 3, which ah. I played the bulk of, I guess, at this point after uh, we recorded that podcast. That is the least good Bayonetta game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bummer, kind of. I mean, it's still good, um, but it's just weirdly... I, you know, I don't like the enemy designs nearly as much. Um, and it really stands out because they drop in like the, cause the original enemies, you know, the, they're like angels from heaven. Right. Like they, those get dropped in occasionally, uh, in this one, but they're mostly like these big kind of like, I don't know. They're, they're homunculi. They're like these green, um, not so much creatures. They just, they're, they're not so much what a theme or just more like a thing yeah. and yeah, they they don't really like jump out at me as much between like I mean I could definitely you know identify the different types but sometimes just like oh it's a, just a, it felt like they're just introducing a lot of new enemies I'm like yeah this looks like some of the other ones like what's different <laughs> about this one like what's going on um, they so through the first like nine ten levels you get three weapons over the course of the next three or four level levels you get four weapons. Like the four more. Is, yeah, you get four more, but then the game's over. So like it's extremely backloaded no. with the le- no. with the, the weapons that gives you. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. There's one level where they give you fucking two. <laughs> like at the end of it. I, and I'm excited to play two. I can't imagine I'm playing three at this point. Yeah, two. <laughs> I want I, I want to go back to the, the first couple, like at this point, because I'm just like, man, I remember those games totally ruling. Um <laughs> but they have instances where, um, you know, you'll play as Bayonetta for a few chapters and then it's like, OK, you're going to do a side quest. You're, there's these side missions. There are side scrollers where you play as Jean, uh, her like frenemy um, and they're side scrollers. They play completely different. Uh, they're fine or whatever. And then those are always followed by a level where you play as Viola, who is like the young Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, so you play as her, and she has different mechanics. She doesn't dodge to activate which time. She parries, um, mm. and I don't like that because okay. I like the dodging mechanic, and the parrying is... You don't want the royal guard. <laughs> no, I'm not a royal guard. Uh, guard. But, you know, she only has one weapon, um, and you have to parry things, and I just did not enjoy her gameplay nearly as much. So it's like... What, I would get into a groove playing as Bayonetta and then I would unlock a weapon and then I would be like, oh no, we got to go play as these other people for a couple <laughs> chapters. And it's like, motherfucker. Like after he got those two weapons, it was like, okay, time to do side quests with these two. And I'm just like, God damn it. So then I have to come back and start learning, you know. Yeah. But that's, but also it's like every time you get a weapon, like you have to like upgrade it to unlock the moves with it. Um mm-hmm because they all start out at the base level. So it's like, well, shit, now I got to dump a bunch of experience into these. And when you get, say, two weapons at the same time, you don't have enough experience built up to upgrade both of them. Um, mm. Even though, you know, and, it, and it's cool stuff that I want to try out. You know, this this weapon here, it's like some fans and you have bird claws. And this other one is like a, a, a microphone stand. Um <laughs> So, you know, that's fun stuff I want to goof with, but it's just like, ah, I got to update them. 
But then, and also every weapon, they have a whole mechanic in this game where you like, uh, you know, because in the first two games, you'll you'll build up your combos and then like a giant boot will come out of thin air. Um, and you'll have the, like the climax moves where, you know, a giant like creature comes out and bites them. You can just summon those pretty much at will in this game. Um, mm. And every single weapon has its own monster with its own abilities. And it just it it's a lot. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot to keep track of. And, yeah. you know, I didn't especially like that stuff as much. Like I enjoyed it. Like by the end, you know, you're um summoning like the entire Umbrin clock tower out of the ground, which is pretty funny. And there's mm. a train and there, there's fun, you know, over the top stuff, but it's just like, there's a lot of it. And the core of Bayonetta is the combat, which is supposed to feel really good. And it still does, but there's just like all this other shit going on. Um, and yeah, Bayonetta has like a different, like personal transformation with everything. Like she turns into a train herself. Uh, it's, <laughs> there's just, fun. There's just a lot of stuff and it, you know, you, you lose focus. And especially it was like, as soon as, again, as soon as I get into a group, it's like, shit, now I got to go play as these other characters, motherfucker. Um, so, you know, where's the previous Bayonetta's? I would finish the game and I went back and did everything in those games. I, that mm. is one of the few 360 games where I have, you know, a thousand achievement points was the first Bayonetta. Um, and I unlocked everything and did everything in Bayonetta too. And this one, like I, you know, cause you unlock a weapon when you beat the game. I like went back and like dicked around a little bit and then I was like, well, okay, I'm good now. Mm. Done. It was, it, I mean, it was good. It wasn't bad, but to the standard uh, that I hold the series, it was, you know, it was a bummer. Right. I, I have no personal <laughs> investment in Bayonetta, but I, I can't help but be a little bit mad at it after hearing about how um, the story mm. in this one apparently betrays the long held semi-apocryphal notion but supported by some in canon things that bayonetta is gay and has a real and as is in a relationship mm. with with another female character in the game and this game just chucks all that out the window and i guess a lot of people felt really betrayed by that okay i never um, got that so okay okay <laughs> <laughs> oh well all right me at all but um assumptive i just didn't know what was in game i guess yeah. for me personally i but. mean well also there's you know there's you know a half dozen bayonettas in this game so yeah like <laughs> you know maybe you know the other bayonettas they can they you know this bayonetta maybe not but other bayonettas maybe yes i don't know I, I guess I guess for me it would be more missed opportunity than mistake from this far out of it. Yeah, me. yeah. I it's yeah. Um yeah. Whatever. It's too bad. I was gonna say yeah, I mean like bad. my my only thing with you know, my experience with the first game was I really liked the mechanics. I really Platinum's writing can always grind with me sometimes, and mm -hmm. it, it's that one where it's just sort of like, ah, oh, it's so close, and I just Shit. want it to be a little better. Shit. <laughs> um, but it was certainly a fun game to play. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I make a real quick side quest here while we're talking about game writing, not clicking? 
Um, Go yeah. on. Well, this uh, Square Enix <clears throat> game for Spoken oh, came out today, and uh, what people media are talking about that. Yeah, people yeah. are talking about that a lot, and I've seen this clip that people are sharing around. But like, can you believe this is actual dialogue from the game? It's so bad. And I'm like, I, I, I this is it's so totally <clears throat> normal, and in fact, above average for most games. <laughs> that I, I'm generally just like, when like for games or like it needs context. Like, I'm not going to watch that clip. Because that could go a million different ways, depending for me. I, I, I felt know. the same like, way, and I decided to take a chance on it, and, and expecting to be like, well, of course this sounds shitty, but it's out of context. But even without the context, I'm like, no, this is perfectly good banter. It's banter. Mm -hmm. It's fine. There's literally I, nothing wrong with this. Getting, I, I was getting a strong feeling that people were looking for something to pile on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and yeah, the game just came out today, and I'm sure it's problematic uh, in some way, not like racist, but like, I mean, the game has like technical issues or, or just gameplay or whatever. You know, I yeah, played the demo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but Digital Foundry has seems, thoughts. But, well, the thing is, it seems interesting. Uh, like, yeah. you know, you, you can bag on its mechanics and story and stuff, but like it, it is, you know, this is why you don't get fucking original properties, people, because right. something comes out and shit all over it because it's not familiar right. rather than giving it a chance and like taking some lumps along with it. Like what you have to do, I feel like sometimes, especially with games, just kind of like, you know, you, you get some good stuff out of that sometimes. I'm still interested in it. I thought there was some cool stuff going on in that demo, though there was clearly also some stuff that was not great. Uh, well, that's <laughs> the thing with like the it has to be you know, Metacritic 90 or above for me to pay attention to it or, yeah. you know, like, like middle tier games are still like fun. Like that's, mm -hmm. I mean, no more heroes three is not, you know, like a game oh, I'm yeah. going to recommend to everybody. Yeah. Like well, I, I, I was going back to alpha protocol. Cause that game had tons of problems, but was just mm -hmm. doing things that no other game was doing. Uh, it was funky, yeah. but it was a blast to play. <laughs> I think that's what like most people's like favorite games, at least like growing up, they have like, you know, one or two of those in there. Like, you're going to gravitate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah I can tell them. Yeah. Forspoken, I think, is probably not for me, but it really seems mm -hmm. like the kind of game that like 10 years from now, people are going to be like, remember this game? It was so weird yeah. and unique and no one gave it a chance because it had a black female protagonist and... I feel, I feel like there's a chance because it, it right now it reminds me of like having not played it all, but it reminds me of like Dragon's Dogma, which sure. was uh -huh. this weird, clunky RPG yep. doing strange things. But now like that is a mm -hmm. massive cult uh, hit yeah. that, that has just gained so many fans uh, over the years that now they're making another one finally. <laughs> wow. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah, happens before I spoke it. Um, the other game I played that is probably more interesting to both of you is, is Tinykin. Uh, mm. You heard of Tinykin? No. I've heard this game. Okay, so Tinykin I, is a game where it it <laughs> kind of ends up taking uh, a lot of nods from, like, Pikmin, where it's, but also not. So you're, like, a little a tiny little guy who mm -hmm. is coming to explore Earth. Um and, you know, you land, you are in a house. Um, the entire game takes place in a house. So you are a little guy in a big world, you know, or just a normal a size teeny world. Just a little super guy. Just a teeny little super guy. And, yeah, in this house, 
um, you know, over however many millennia that humanity has been missing from the planet Earth, you know, bug oh, society yeah. has grown uh, in the house. Um, but there's also like little there's these little things called tiny kin that you you'll just like they're in these little nubs on the ground. You run them over, you pick them up and they act like Pikmin. They follow you around and you use them to like solve puzzles and traverse the world. You know, unlike Pikmin, you don't have to worry about like cultivating them or keeping them alive or okay. like really uh, think about them following you. They just, just follow there. you around. They, they make it nice and easy for you as your platform around. You don't have to sit there and worry about like, oh my God, how am I going to get all these idiots up, you know, onto this platform? No, yeah. you're going to climb the vine and they're just going to hop up after you. Oh, okay. Um, they they just make it that easy. So oh. you know you are uh, going. You you are you know in sequence exploring different areas, different rooms in the house to collect parts for a ship. Um, and yep. Uh, and you you get different tinykin uh, with different abilities. You know the the base one you get like oh these these tinykin can carry shit uh, and move things around. These ones can these ones explode on contact, so you mm. need those to blow things up. Um, there's ones that they you just stack up, so you use them as a ladder, and you can stack them up pretty much anywhere. Uh, you get some that will like channel electricity, some that build like bridges, uh, and you're just you're going around these levels. You're collecting nectar. That's like the little you know that's just your currency yeah. basically. Actually, you don't even spend it on anything. It's just the thing you collect, really. Um, <laughs> you have a you know in the air you can float. Uh, you just get like a little bubble around your head that lets you like kind of glide for a certain amount of distance. And you get more bubbles as you go. Um, when you're on the ground, you get a piece of soap that you can slide around on, uh, <laughs> which also lets you like grind on rails and grind on zip lines. Yeah. And, you know, these levels are just really wonderfully built because as you're exploring them, you're constantly like, oh, I'm going to knock down a rope here. So it's easier to get up to this platform or I'm unlocking a, a zip line that goes across the room or to some central location. Mm -hmm. So you can get around the room very easily. And because they are like rooms, you know, you're it's a living room, it's a bedroom, it's a bathroom, it's a kitchen. Like very naturally, there isn't a ton of shit built up in the middle of the room. It's all on the walls. So if you're on one wall, you can sit there and look around and kind of take in the entire room yeah. and be like, OK, I got I just got this thing and I can take this and I need to take it over to this place. Where is this place from where I am right now? And you can just look and figure it out. And then, you know, it's like, oh, take a zip line, float over here on your bubble and then grab a rope. And then up there you are. You get around the level so fast. Um, and like yes. nothing is a nothing is a pain in the ass in the game. There's no combat. It's all just exploring and solving puzzles. Uh, it's and, such a good full quote for any that will get me to buy any game. Nothing <laughs> is a pain in the ass. Yeah, nothing is a cool. pain in the ass. Um yeah, is great. I beat the shit out of that game. I played it in like a week. Uh, just pretty like every Pass. time I set. Yeah, it was on Game Pass. Um, but it is well worth whatever money they're charging for it because I loved it. Twenty bucks. I loved yeah, it. no, this yeah. this I'm looking at pictures of it now. This looks like a wonderfully streamlined and modernized take on the Pikmin concept, which is something mm -hmm. I've always wanted to show my kids. Um, mm -hmm. and just haven't had the chance. That looks really cool. I'm it is really listing cool. this. Yeah. I'm surprised more people haven't. It's like, like obviously riffing off Pikmin, but it's also like lemmings and a little boy in his blob in mm -hmm. there too. Like all of those things 
just feel like they're in the ether. <laughs> just pull. Those, those yeah. mechanics are good. It was just funny when I was coming up on the end of the game, and I'm like, it sort of occurred to me, I'm like, wait, is this game going to have a last boss? I haven't fought anything the entire time. Like, <laughs> I don't see why it would. I guess I'll just, and no, there wasn't a last boss. It was like, well, I accomplished the task, and, and that was it. And it was just like, Great. man, this game rules. So you <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Very good. Um. And I've started playing Chained Echoes, which you guys might have heard mm-hmm. of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, came out, you know, very late in the year, uh, 16-bit RPG. I've only played like six hours of it, but it does seem to be the real business. Mm. Um, and uh, that, too. Yeah, I my intention was to have it on my Switch and play it on kind of the car ride to MAGFest, because I was kind of like, okay, well, a 16-bit RPG, that's not going to make me car sick. Yeah. Uh, but then I ended up having to drive most of the way, so I did yeah. not get to do that at all. Um, and so now, now finally I am starting to like dig my, sink my teeth into it a little bit more. And I just got to a, a part where my party is now split up and there's going to be three different little vignettes, just like final fantasy six. Never <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you can see obviously the influences and the things that it's taken directly from classic RPGs, but it's also doing a lot of its own stuff. Like there's a cool tag team system to the battles like you refresh all of your hit points and skill points after every battle so you can just go all out uh every oh, battle that's fun. yeah yeah um they, they just got some cool mechanics going on mm-hmm. it just seems like they did some really smart stuff uh i still don't understand why i can't slot certain gems into my fucking weapons i think i might have to look up an article to explain that to me but everything else <laughs> seems to work uh hey, sometimes you gotta yeah, I'm just like, I don't know why this isn't fucking working and I need someone to explain it to me like I'm a child. Uh, so hopefully I'll get to play a lot more of that in, in the next month. Um, and like, I know this isn't how you play games, but I'm definitely in the mode to try and like wipe off my slate and then either wait for a sale on Persona 3 and 4 or <laughs> just buy them. Because <laughs> I, well, I never played the P versions. No. Oh, yeah. So this is my first access to nice. especially yeah. for three, but both of them. Yeah, those I, are because shame. those are on Game Pass, uh, those are already being played in my house. Well, Persona 3 is. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, a nice sharp looking, you know, high frame rate version of Persona 3. <clears throat> yeah. Uh I wish it was the PS2, uh, the updated PS2 version that got backported from the PSP version with, with more stuff. No. Um, you're wrong, Dave. You don't understand. No. Yeah. I was going to say, this one has more, I thought, because I've got Fez. This what, portable came out after Fez. What I'm, uh, what I'm really, but it's missing content, isn't it? I don't think it has the, the Fez. I don't know if it has the answer. Actually, it should have the answer. And I thought portable had everything. No, portable yes. is an incomplete version. Fez is, is the final revision. Oh. And, and no, I thought Fez, Fez doesn't have the girl in it. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. okay. that's right. This is what I'm reading is that neither version is perfect. <laughs> okay. Yes. There you go. There does neither, not exist yeah, a complete don't. version of Persona 3. No, no, no. Yeah. It's right. you, uh, you really don't need the answer. Um. <laughs> yeah, I only played like a little bit of that. I was more into the uh, the changes in gameplay. Yeah. Specifically yeah. controlling your party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Persona 3 Portable is the version that should be available on modern consoles. Like the answer is for 
I don't know, nutcases like me back then, maybe not like me now, because that's just it's just a straight dungeon crawl grind. Like there is, you know, a new character and there is a story to it, but yeah, it's not that important. It's essential. Um, that was the thing no. is it didn't okay. feel as 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 the regular like if if that story was as good as the regular story, sure, yeah. but but it's so confined. Like you're just in the house. Like it's yeah. Right. You're you're not like doing social links or leaving the house. You're yeah. You're just it's just grinding a dungeon. Mm. That's all there is to it. Uh, portable yeah. Port Persona Three Portable is the version you you want. Okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave, did you play any more games, or is that kind of the end of the game? Well, I talked Tim's ear off a little bit about this at MAGFest, but I, I would definitely be remiss if I didn't mention on the podcast that I have a new console in my house, and I'm mm-hmm. super excited about it. Uh, I'm, I'm now the proud owner of an Amiga oh, right. A500 Mini. Um, uh, okay. And it is the first mini console I've ever mm-hmm. had that... I'm like, okay, now I like, this is the, this is the value of mini consoles because, um, like most people here in the States, I never owned an Amiga 500 or an Amiga 32 CD or anything Amiga. Um, but Amiga games certainly very tangentially touched my life every time I'd play like, some weird Sega Genesis game with floaty controls. And I'd be like, this doesn't feel like a typical tight Japanese platformer. What is this British or something? Um, you know, because Sega Genesis got a lot of Amiga ports, uh, which I was never really aware of. Um, so I'm a lot of some of the most famous Amiga games, games like <coughs> lemmings or another world or, um, uh, what we uh, the chaos engine, what we called Soldiers of Fortune on Genesis mm. and Super NES. Um, these are all like Ami- British ass Amiga games, and I have never experienced them in their original form because the Amiga is a pain in the ass to emulate. Um, the BIOS are still commercially protected; you must buy them, um, and then you have to contend with. All the usual headaches of emulating a computer, which involves like switching virtual floppy disks and mouse and keyboard controls and all that bullshit. And it wasn't until Retronaut Stuart Jip just kind of outright said, look, if you've never played an Amiga and you want to experience what it's what it was like to play an Amiga, just buy this thing. It is the best way to play Amiga games in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, So I asked for it for Christmas and I got it. And it's amazing. It's so cool. It is, it is, I feel like I am discovering a lost console that I never got to experience. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you are. I, and and I'm know. experiencing it now. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, stuff like, um, okay, we've all seen screenshots of games like Shadow of the Beast, which, yeah, and, yeah. and, and probably played ports of it on other systems. That mm. in no way does the Amiga version justice because the Amiga version because these British coders were coding like demo scene coders and they were pulling off all these ridiculous graphical tricks there's this parallax scrolling that goes on in Shadow of the Beast that's not replicated in any other version that just looks amazing and you just heart you cannot believe that this game came out in the year 1990 because it does things that are crazy um I thought I always thought that I disliked the pinball fantasies, pinball illusions, pinball dreams 
series. But that's only because I played inferior ports of them on other consoles like PlayStation. The Amiga originals are fucking tight as hell with really great physics and they're really good pinball games. And I'm so glad I'm experiencing the originals now. Um... The games like like British studios like the Bitmap Brothers, who were rock stars in England for games like the Chaos Engine and Speedball 2 and all these things that I've heard of but never experienced firsthand. I'm like, I'm just diving into this parallel universe of 16-bit gaming that we never got here. And yeah. it's it's such an extraordinary history lesson for me. Um Hacking the system is easy. It, 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 there's nothing to hack. It fully supports dropping ROMs onto a flash drive, and then you plug it in, oh. and then you play there the you entire go. library from the from the collection that you own. Yes, from the collection from the collection that you own. Um, yeah. And uh, but but the other thing, and Tim, I think I mentioned this to you at Magfest, is that. Um, you know, I, I do own a couple of mini, like I own an NES mini and I own, or, or an NES classic rather, I own a Genesis mini, um, and, and they're novelties for me. Yeah. This is one of the first, this is the first mini console that's actually really useful to me because someone has gone, I've I'm never having experienced a real Amiga, I could try to emulate it, but I don't know what the experience of these games was like. I can emulate Sonic the Hedgehog, and I can tell, like, oh, I don't like the latency on this. Oh, the frame rate's not running, I should tweak this a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't know to do that with Amiga games. I wouldn't know what they should feel like properly, because I have no nostalgia for it. So someone has done that work for me. Someone has vetted this and been like, yep, nope, we got these to run at, at 50 hertz at the PAL standard. This is exactly as they would have run at the time. This is an accurate Amiga experience. And they've curated it for me, um, which is, it's just, uh, I do kind of wish it was a collection. <laughs> I wish it was just an emulation collection I could buy on another console because I'd love to take this with me on, on my Switch. Um, and not be locked to my TV because my daughter just wants to play Simon the Sorcerer every night, which is a point-and-click adventure, the CD version of which starred Red Dwarf's Chris Berry, Arnold J. Rimmer, as Simon the Sorcerer. This was a beloved game in England because Rimmer starred in it um, and that we've never heard of over here. And it's a really great LucasArts style, very, very British, funny, quippy point-and-click adventure. It's great. It's wonderful. Amiga's got great graphics. This is beautiful 16 graphics, 16 bit graphics, like doing stuff as of like 1985 that we would not see here until the Super NES hit six years later. Yeah, no, like that and the Turbo Graphics minis yeah. are the two. Yeah, I'd love to have one of those too. <laughs> yeah, cool, because I'm not. That, that that was always the thing where people were just sort of like, well, why don't you just get a Raspberry Pi and load it up? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I with consoles that I've played, and we're collectors, we have the consoles. Like, I'm not getting a Nintendo Mini or an SNES Mini. Like, Genesis, maybe I don't have as many physicals, but like, it's the weird systems that yeah. I care about. It's it's the stuff that I didn't play in the first place. Yeah, mm -hmm. like especially for like, you know, how they do the controllers for a lot of it where I'm just sort of like, oh, this is what an Amiga 
you know, would feel like, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's another big part of it. And, and like, they had to create this bespoke controller for it because there was never an official first-party controller for the Amiga. Like, there was for a later revision for the CD system, so they, like, they took that basic design and they modernized it a little bit. And, like, so it's, it's not an exact replica, but it's the closest thing to feeling like I'm actually playing this thing, only someone's already done the hard work of, it. it you know, I... <laughs> it would have been a huge pain in the ass to track down a real Amiga and all the real hardware and very expensive and it would probably be broken because we're talking floppy disk drives. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, this. it feels like the real hardware. It just works on an HD TV and it's so awesome. It's It's been such a cool experience playing with this thing. Hmm. Now it works on an HD TV. Will it work on my CRT? Because that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> nah, it? It's only Not HDMI out. <laughs> no. Such a tiny little problem. No, I'm. Is that a? Is it, that's around a hundred bucks. I'm guessing something like that. It's, a little, it's, it's like a hundred twenty, hundred thirty. Yeah, hundred thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, it was on still... sale. It was on sale for hundred twenty around Christmas time. But um, yeah, yeah. My in laws got it for me because it was on my Amazon yeah. wish list, and they were like, "I don't know what this is, but Dave wants it." <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Um. Yeah. 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 Comes with yeah. a mouse. Comes with uh, a real nice tank mouse from the eighties. It's great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That that covers everything that I played. Uh and I can tell you I haven't Same. watched a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a couple. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys had watched anything or the not. only thing I watched was the first episode of The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, well, that was what was really funny, because did, did you end up doing what was one of the panels about, uh, I think we dropped that idea, right? We, we did we drop gonna... that idea. Yeah, we were going to talk. Okay. About, yeah. But I I was just like, wow, that was a week before The Last of Us comes out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <okay. laughs> uh, did you like it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how the whole season goes and paces out. Um I mean, I I keep telling people and, you know, being an asshole about it, but it's just like the best thing they could do for The Last of Us is just take out all the gameplay. Uh, yeah. So. No, I, I mean, I'm the same. Yeah. You know, obviously. No, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I like Craig Mazin as a writer, even though, like, he got some heat for dumb statements about it being like the best story ever or whatever. But yeah, uh, calm down. You know, he just said a dumb Thing. <laughs> he's, he's enthusiastic about it. He's allowed to be enthused. You know, he's he, he's creating and show running this thing that he's excited about. Good for yeah. him. I, I mean, I've I've listened to his podcast for I guess years at this point because he has a script writing like podcast. And it's, oh, cool. He it, yeah he he is a uh, a guy who knows like he he is a puzzles and games person. Like this mm. wasn't like oh this is a a game with a good story. He was playing games and went like, man, if, if I get a chance to. And then he made Chernobyl and went like, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to make. <laughs> sort of thing. So, no, I've, I've heard and I've, I know the second episode, you get get a good look at the clickers. Mm -hmm. Curious about that. Yeah, it's a great format for that story. Um, I just, exactly. you know... <laughs> it'll just, it, just, it will uh, probably never not bother me how people hold up the last of us as, as like the you know the the highest caliber of video game the uh the what was yeah. that movie <laughs> the, 
Citizen Kane of yeah, the Citizen Kane oh. of, uh, of video games. <laughs> what was that movie? Like, all I like, all I can think of is Sled in my head. I haven't, I haven't. Said, the thing is, I haven't said the phrase Citizen Kane of video games in so long. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't thinking of Citizen Kane. I was thinking of what the hell was the thing that people always said mm. about like Bioshock. Um, yeah. Well, also, you're just not playing good enough video <laughs> games, or otherwise you'd be making that yeah. comparison daily. If Citizen Kane was made today, it would be called Sled, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) We are doing one word. Yeah. No, it's... I I have a curiosity about this show. It's just, I I don't... I feel like I have never seen an adaptation that felt more redundant. Yeah. That that is also fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was my argument, I mean, with, like, both Naughty Dog games and, you know... Uncharted came and went and mm. everybody hates it like yeah. automatically. And I think, I think like that was the one that was because Uncharted is so specifically Indiana Jones as well as Tomb Raider, but it's Indiana Jones <laughs> and, and they did a terrible job with it. Like I think the last of us gets at least more of, it is telling its own story with genre trappings, even though we've seen a lot of those genre trappings, yeah. but also yeah. like, like that show works because that core relationship is really, really good. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, Uncharted had good writing, but it was also, I don't know, you could kind I've of been transplant cookies. Thank oh, you, man. Love you. What if all of our screens just got? Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they appear, and you're like, what? <laughs> Dave, what? how'd you do that? Uh, well, I don't have a transition, but I think like. This will be fun. So I saw I saw Megan and oh, okay. Megan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I have a lot of fun. Uh, so that Akilah feels like Cooper, a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Um, <laughs> it's the closest thing you can compare it to is an obscure 80s movie called Chopping Mall, which is also a movie that uh, that team wants to make. And it's very <laughs> apparent if you know that movie. Uh um, but what I wanted to tie in, Dave, is so Akila Cooper. Uh, so I really liked Malignant. Uh, really enjoyed Malignant, mm. which she did last. She did this movie, Megan, uh, as writer. You might also know her as a producer and writer of two episodes of a show called Strange New Worlds. By the really? way, <laughs> so, like, hot yeah. damn! Who knew? Yeah. So she's doing fun horror as well as Star Trek right now. She wow. is a, a writer that I am just watching. <laughs> yeah, this is, well, that's really getting her on my radar now. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. And like her, you know, I, I mean, her mission statement is just putting fun back in horror for the, for the most part, like not dumbing yeah. it down, but just kind of going back to a lot of like, you know, you've seen the trailer. It's a killer robot girl who's <laughs> dancing around and having fun. And mm-hmm. like it, it is more of a comedy than a horror. Um, like the, the only, it's not even a, it's not a negative because I know they're releasing the uh, uncensored ish version mm-hmm. down the line. But like, yeah. you could tell that they were like, well, so what happened was that trailer came out and it blew up on TikTok because there was a dance and they went, well, we can't release this as an R-rated movie because too many teens oh. are going to 
so they went like okay how do we find like a tasteful way so like it's so clear like it still goes a little hard mm. like in in, in the way you can that I see like. the edits does it feel like you can see what's missing oh like i'm i'm just hungry to see like the extended scenes and <laughs> some, some very fun visuals because i i there's also a really good just yeah visual flair to it and like megan's design is really good and yeah it's a fun time just oh. <laughs> front to back like if if you want fun horror that is that is the place to go right. <laughs> and the uh other movie i was gonna mention hasn't gotten any uh technically came out last year what is available on vod i've been waiting for is a documentary called sirens uh <laughs> that is so it's Produced by Natasha Lyonne and Maya Rudolph, hmm. but it's so it's about this Lebanese heavy metal band of women, uh, and they are so captivating, <laughs> like hmm. just as beings. Like it's just a really good story, and it's that thing that I got out of. Uh, there was this movie, One of the Dead, terrible title, great movie. That came out like the year before Cuba was opened up. So it was kind of the first movie that like the West saw Cuba. Wow. <laughs> like, like you're like it's it's a cool like action horror movie, but what I really got was like looking around at the streets, like, oh shit, like especially in that era of Cuba with like cars that are like 30, 40 years older yeah, than ours. Yeah. You know, you get that and and like this was my best like look at Lebanon. I thought interesting. Like, that's Lebanon, Beirut, like all that stuff was just like gorgeous street level stuff, and like all of that kind of like storytelling is mm. so captivating, especially wrapped up in such like what what is like a high concept kind of like documentary that will get me in the door. I'm just like yeah, cool. yeah. like uh, sort of thing. But it, interesting. Uh, so how is that available now on VOD? Yeah, just VOD right now. It'll yeah. end up streaming on something. This sure. this was one of those things where I'm just sort of like, you know what? This is a weird thing that I can give four bucks. You know, I don't mind. No. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I I just want to signal boost that one a little bit because I I think it's cool. I'm sure I'm sure I will bring it up end of the year ideally. Oh, wow. <laughs> At this, but uh, yeah, I really like like as I said, it, it's mainly about like the the two two main members of the band and their interactions um going through but man there is yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy because you see almost like our experience with magfest and a couple things where like they're playing some dirt shit concerts and then <laughs> like a year or two later you're like oh wow look at that <laughs> <laughs> nice no cool. yeah, yeah 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 um, I did actually play one more game today, okay, uh, cool. just because it's been all over the news today, and that is a fan game called Castlevania Chronicles 2 Simon's oh, Quest. Yes. I saw the trailer. <laughs> I did not know it was available to play already. It is available to play, and I downloaded it this afternoon, and I had to find a download mirror because the main download was just getting hammered and would not let me download it. Um... And um, I guess the headline here is that it is not as good as AM2R. 
and sure that's, that's a great game well yeah i mean you know that's 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 what i was hoping for and now that said i do think it's really really good um <laughs> It's also not quite as drastic a re. It doesn't seem as drastic a reimagining as AM2R was. Um, this seems structurally pretty faithful um, in terms of level design and, and layouts and things, just with like innumerable quality of life improvements. And when mm -hmm. it comes down to it, th this might be the best way to play Castlevania too. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I, with I the caveat, right. Well, because I, I was trying to play Castlevania 2 a couple times in the last, like, few months. Yeah. And it's like, I'm enjoying, but I'm not going to finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ROM hacks out there that help modernize the original game um, and go a long way that are probably equally good ways to experience this game in 2023. But, um you know, the only issues with it, there, there are, whereas while AM2R amazed me at how polished it was like it, it was like yeah. this this could easily have been a you know first party release uh this you can kind of tell it's a fan game it's a very good fan game it's very well done but like the animation's a little stiff enemies don't quite like when you kill an enemy they don't quite there's not mm -hmm. quite the knockback that you see in a typical Castlevania game. It's it's little things that are not super important, but just little tells that like, oh, this is a fan project that is not super. Then again, there's other things that really, really impress me, like the commitment to <laughs> the commitment to the conceit that this is a sequel to Castlevania Chronicles, that this, you know, is like a mid 90s release. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so it's sort of that level resolution. There's like an animated cutscene at the beginning. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Like, like, like sort of an FMV short looping kind of thing. Uh, a very low resolution font scrolling a lot like Castlevania Chronicles. Um, so that's all really good. Uh, th th it does a lot of stuff really well. It's just not quite up to the mind blowing level of AM2R. Um, but that said, uh, I'm excited to dive into it more because there's a really useful world map. <laughs> you know hey, where the hey, fuck hey, you hey. are. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. I bet you I can sideload it on my Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I borrowed a Steam Deck for three weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. I borrowed my brother, my brother-in-law's Steam Deck, and uh, loaded some stuff on it. Um, some some games that have always given me a little bit of trouble on my home machine, like the the Sonic the Hedgehog clone Freedom Planet, uh, just always crashes on my PC for some reason. I've never been able to get that to run, and that just no problem on the Steam Deck. Um, I tried the Criterion Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, the you know sequel to Burnout Paradise in All But Name from a decade ago. Uh, that is an origin game with the Steam launcher through origin. I didn't think that was going to boot at all. It booted flawlessly. No issues at all. And then my daughter stole it from me and crashed cars for an hour. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, what impressed me most was that I was expecting it to be like this thing is great when it works, but I'm going to have a lot of issues getting work. But like, I just threw a bunch of games on it and everything just kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Cool. It just, it just kind of yeah. works. It's not a pain in the ass. I have yet to run into anything that's given me a problem. Wow. Really? With it. Yeah. Anything I've tried is, is where I just, 
installed so and because it's very smart about when you install something like it and if it's not like a hundred percent like steam deck certified it's yeah. like okay here's the deal this kind of works the text might be a bit too small for mm-hmm. the screen you know mm. but you know the controls work and you know just so you're ready before you go in now go and sometimes yeah. i think it was like street fighter ultra street fighter 4 like wasn't certified for steam deck so it's it was just like hey your mileage might vary mm. and i booted up and it's fine it just it's like because it's like we're going to use a stand the standard steam deck layout for this game which i think is just basically translating it as a 360 controller and yeah. it just works just works. It just yeah just works yep <laughs> i wonder if they were just like super worried that people were going to have like nitpicky bad experiences and like have another like i don't know failed steam thing mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just sort of like okay we're gonna put warnings on everything yeah yeah it's just communicates itself very well you know the communities out there that they will you know they make control schemes for it as as you may need yeah it's it's good to go it's great it's awesome i'm uh yeah 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 well when they were talking about like you know uh no new switch you know announced for like this year or next year or whatever like models and i'm like well yeah they don't want to compete with a steam deck probably (laughs) why would they release it right now when people are going like should i buy this or a steam deck yeah i don't know i mean that that switch (laughs) switch is definitely long in the tooth at this point yeah Uh, it is but i was late to it so i'm still okay oh yeah i mean i I got plenty of games to play um yeah for it but yeah we'll see We'll see, but yeah, I guess is is that it? Is that anything else? We're coming mm-hmm. up on our usual two hour cutoff point. Yeah, no, that's it for me. We saw so Pinocchio. Z- liked it. Oh, I'm sorry, we talked at the oh, same time. I, you you go first. I we're on a video conference. This happens. <laughs> <laughs> I more want to hear about Pinocchio. No, I I just blitzed through rewatching the the five seasons of Samurai Jack because I picked that up over <laughs> as well. Nice. That's still fucking good. And Tim, you never saw that last season, right? Nope. Nope. Got to watch it. For you too at some yeah, point. Yeah. Some point. HBO I'm going to get through this stuff. Yeah. I better watch it before they take it off. It's animated. <laughs> right for random episodes or random seasons. Who knows? Yeah. We're just going to take <laughs> off. Yeah. The last season. Oh, come on. Yeah. I got to. Uh, I think I'm. Tim. Nope. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, hey. oh, um, just that my kids declared Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio the most depressing movie they've ever seen. Movie of the year! <laughs> <laughs> they were just heartbroken by it. Um, yeah. That I, ending is hard. That ending is a punch. Which is what I like. It's a beautiful but... punch, though. I, I, I yes. thought it was in a, you know, a, the kind of uplifting, like, yes, yes I'm crying, I, but I, I also feel hopeful. I think they did it as hopeful as... But my daughter I, I, was just like, oh, Dad, what? <laughs> Give it ten years, because I think that's the thing where like you feel you feel that one emotion, but you don't see it like kind of turn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I, but I everything, love it. yeah, yeah, everything you said about it being the kind of movie that is is a little bit raw with what it feels comfortable <laughs> showing a young audience as eighties movies were, I think is definitely true. Um, I personally think that, um, really, really inspired acting performances, uh, uh, are doing some heavy lifting to elevate some stilted dialogue. Um, I'll give you that. 
Yeah, I, I think you know. With I, I think without you and McGregor there, I mean, he's really selling some <laughs> some some dialogue yeah. that is just not as and, and and nothing terrible, just not as elegant as it could be. Um, well, I think like that was such an interesting like because that that character shifted so much, and I think like he had a hand in that too because like no one else would sell that. That would be a completely different character. With yeah. A different well, actor. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like those those jokes would play so different. And like that, that was such a surprise the first time too. Cause like they're, <laughs> they're like, Oh, we're going to make this the punchline. It was like, okay, this is going to be a hard line to toe, but you still, because you still like him. That's yeah, the thing is yeah. like, I, I feel like nine times out of 10, they would have played that as like, Oh, Jiminy's annoying or Sebastian is, yeah. is annoying. Uh, so it's funny when bad things happen to him. It's like, no, but you like him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little crazy, but <laughs> he's not annoying. He's merely self-involved, which, you know, yeah. when the bad things happen to him, you're like, oh, that's, you know, he, he deserves a yeah. little, but it's funny. Um, I did not know Christoph. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Christoph Waltz. I did yeah. not know he was in this movie. Uh, yeah. the first, for the first <laughs> few minutes, I thought that was Sean Hayes. Wow. <laughs> and that and it's weird because I had just studied Christoph's accent um in order to pull off a plausible German accent for a game that I did a few months ago. Um you know the I I was of course watching the the Hans Lanza you know yeah. scene from the Top of Inglorious Bastards uh where his accent is a little bit thicker but but he does mm -hmm. See, the beautiful thing about his accent is that it is light enough that you can really hear the hooks. You can hear what makes it different from uh, uh, fr from an accent that's more familiar because mm -hmm. the differences are fewer, um, especially in this. Like his accent is so transparent. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it wasn't until I heard a, I, I, and it wasn't until I heard a couple of hard S's and R's that I was like, wait, this guy's European. <laughs> this, is, this is not who is that is that Kristoff and that's the thing I was like the only mm -hmm. person I can think of that could give yeah. a performance this intense would be Kristoff <laughs> Waltz this has got to be Kristoff Waltz but the accent seems so light like nope it's Kristoff Waltz no because I, I did the same thing where I was like is that and then I went if I was casting this character <laughs> first person right <laughs> and I'm just like yeah like I yeah, it wasn't until afterwards that I was thinking about, you know, David Bradley's uh, Geppetto that I really liked. Did you did you end up yay nay? Oh, I loved or? him. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Flawless. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, like, uh, he's one of those guys, you look at his picture and you're like, oh, yeah, the old guy from whatever Edgar Wright movie yeah. you're thinking of. Or, you know, uh, sort of thing. It's the, the old guy with the bomb in the shed from Hot Fuzz yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. a wonderful performance, but also perfectly cast because of just the inherent quality that he has in his voice that that is, he, he embodies that guy perfectly. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I mean, seeing the fucking giant fish on the big screen was cool as shit. <laughs> oh, that. I bet. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, was, I, I mean, been thinking. I mean, there's been so oddly so much stop motion uh, in the last year. 
Because mm-hmm. like I didn't even like I also watched there there's a documentary on Will Vinton that did uh you know the creator of Claymation uh California Raisins that came out last year oh, that's God. also really good. Hmm. Um, but uh yeah a weird like um you know I think that was yeah Bruno Coulez did the music for that that did the music for Coraline uh mm-hmm. which also adds that like haunting melodrama you know melancholy. Yeah kind of like feel um i know like some people didn't like that it was sort of a musical but i thought like the songs really worked yeah like they were weird but um so like i don't know if it just amused me or not but when mussolini comes in and he's voiced by tom kenny (laughs) not just tom kenny but tom kenny as the pickle vendor from the Powerpuff Girls movie. <laughs> that exact voice. I like, I like cartoons. <laughs> I I loved that. <laughs> just like, it's so blatantly like, we're just going to rail. We're just going to make jokes at this guy. Yeah. This Mussolini guy. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah, I was curious how that goes with <laughs> with family, sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, especially no. the first time <laughs> they hard cut to Pinocchio. Tim, did you see this? Am I just rambling spoilers? I have not seen it yet. <laughs> you have not seen it yet. Then I will leave that. But uh, <laughs> the four characters that Tim Blake Nelson plays. Uh, just randomly was it was a surprise. I'll leave it at that. Then. I don't know. But <laughs> I will uh, leave where he shows up. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Good, yeah. great stuff. Good, great stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it will sweep its category at the Oscars. Oh, like this. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to. I I was happy that CB got a nomination. Like it's not yeah. a movie that should win, but I enjoyed it and it's gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's it for me. That's it. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Cut. Oh. Yep. Yeah, hard that, cut. That's Bye. it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not really. I didn't. Really yeah. Cut. That, yeah. <laughs> I didn't no. That's really cut. That's our episode for January. Off to a start here. A start. We are off to a start in 2023. Yeah. Um, you you may make judge your own judgments as you see fit. Yes. Um, but, Thanks, everybody in the room. If there's anybody in the room, I don't check yeah, which. Yeah, there's a few people. Zerum said, hey. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's like people start showing up like in the last like. 20 minutes or so like it's not uh, many, like yeah. the first hour that people start showing up and now we're gonna now we're gonna end this show we have um, no more show for you i yeah, mean i'll, I'll just talk all of pinocchio but I'll, I'll have to i'll have to check out pinocchio and sit down and maybe watch that with my kid and scar him a bit yeah uh, yeah 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 i'm curious i get time for that um the next month but yeah you know the the game slate is clear at the moment i don't have any New releases I'm picking up right away, I don't think, even though that Dead Space remake is coming out and looking quite good. I'll I wish that was up. some time, and I didn't grab Fire Emblem, so uh, 
Ah, yeah. See, uh, this is what I'm doing instead of watching Last of Us episode two. Um, Ah, yeah. Yeah. What what I'm doing instead of playing Fire Emblem is I'm following all the voice actors on Twitter who finally just announced the roles they're playing in Fire Emblem and also tagging like the studios they recorded in and thanking their agencies so that I can start <laughs> making lists and be like, okay, this is who I need to submit to. I need to submit my stuff to this agency and this. And so. yeah, mm-hmm. start, yeah, look at you doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> as twitter. On twitter yeah yeah, as yeah. Twitter thank god for flames. twitter dave dave is is grabbing what he can the last the seven shelf. months or so twitter is the greatest social media everyone's, platform everyone's you know sinking ship dave's running around with a sack throwing as much <laughs> shit into it as he can while everyone's I mean, even earlier when, when you were just sort of like linking the studio's twitter handles i'm like i don't know if they want you to do that <laughs> companies are just taking those off now (laughs) take what you can get find me on mastodon (laughs) mastodon it's okay all right all right but yeah that's gonna be it for this episode we'll catch you all guys at the end of february all right with another episode of triple radio goodbye until then bye until then bye i'm gonna stop streaming